Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. we got to bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice, Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. Especially Grace, Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Grace Curley Show. Happy Thursday. Thank you for joining us. The number is 844-500-4242 if you care to call in, voice your opinions. We have a lot to go through today. Biden is not at the White House. He is in St. Croix. And I have some updates for you on that. I did a little digging and... I found out more information on this luxurious family tradition that the Bidens have solidified. That's actually what I read, that they solidified it this year. I don't know how many trips to St. Croix it takes to solidify it as a family tradition, but I would love to find out. And I would love to be part of that someday. I don't want to be part of the Biden family tradition, but I would love if the Curly slash Gallagher crew could make that part of our traditions because it sounds nice and what would be even better is if the tradition could take place on someone else's property full free for a big goose egg that's the part of this you know the biden presidency has made me ponder so many deep philosophical questions you might say that i'm getting socratic in my old age one of those questions jared that i keep coming back to is Where are all my billionaire friends who can loan me out their luxurious properties on islands in the Caribbean, and why haven't they loaned them to me yet? What's the delay? Where are you people? Oh, you have been slipping a little bit on producing all those paintings with ink and straws. Yeah. I know. I made them, but I just thought there's no way these are going to go for over 500K. And if they're not, if you're not making paintings that go over for 500k, what are you doing? You know, at that point, what is it a hobby? I'm not getting into the hobby business at this point in my life. But where are my friends who can let me stay at their houses in St. Croix and other places? Nantucket, I would take. You know, it's the off season, but I would still like to go. But not all of us have friends like Joe Biden. By the way, none of these friends are ever there when he's using their homes. That's the weird part. Like, they're so close that you can use my home for free, and I won't be anywhere near you. I won't be anywhere near the property. You want to be around them? No, actually, I was, I was reading how uh, at one point when he borrowed somebody else's home, when he had another home leased to him for free, he, uh, he had asked if he could, I think it was the one in Kiowa, In South Carolina, he had asked if he could use that house. I get it that you're the president, so you can do that. You can can get away with it. But why would you want to get away with it? This is the other part of it, Jared. Asking people for favors. Like, if I ask somebody for a small... I asked Emma the other day. I said, can you get me a coffee on the way in? Please give me... I'll, I'll pay you for it, but I just... I'm running late. Can you get me a coffee? Asking that favor, I would have preferred not to. Like, I did it because you all know I need my coffee in the morning. But if I could have avoided it, I would have. Imagine asking someone, hey, can I use your house? And they know how much money you have. They know. They have access to the same things we do. They have access to James Comer's press conferences. They have access 
to Peter Schweitzer's books, they know how much money these people are rolling in. And they and let's say I'm a billionaire. I loved I love to think like this because I'm hoping that isn't my future. I'm a billionaire. Joe Biden comes to me and says, hey, you know, thank you for coming to the state dinner. So nice to see you. Congratulations on your recent billionaire status with your new makeup line. Uh, fall from grace. Just pay your fair share for damn it. Yeah, that's all I ask is pay your fair share. And then he says to me, he subtly works saying, can we use your house? Now, my house, I would say, Jared, and we'll play this game later when we talk about the lottery. I would say one of my houses will be in Aspen. One of my houses will be in France. One of my houses will be in Hawaii. So let's say he wants the Hawaii one. Okay. He says, can we use your house in Hawaii? And it's no, it, it's, it's nothing for me. You know, I'm a billionaire. I still would be thinking this cheap ass loser, this grifter extraordinaire, you're asking me to use my house. You have plenty of money. You can't rent an Airbnb like everybody else. This dude's cheap. This dude is crazy cheap. That would definitely come through my head. The fact that he's not embarrassed, not that he knows what's going on, but he would have done this 30 years ago when he was semi with it. The fact that you don't get embarrassed, that you don't that you don't cringe a little bit when you're asking somebody, hey, I'm borrowing a stroller from my cousin when I go to South Carolina next week. I'm borrowing a stroller. She's got two different strollers, one's for travel. I'm borrowing a stroller, and in my head I'm thinking to myself, is this rude of me? Should I just buy my own? Like, is this pushing it a little bit? Imagine asking someone, can I borrow your house for a few days again? What if this what if this billionaire, this Neville guy and his wife, what if they and by the way, they're uh, in the business of they have some app that a lot of these news organizations use like the AP and all these places. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's no connection there. You know, I'm sure there's no pay for play. But let's say this Neville guy, what if he has a family tradition of, I don't know, wanting to use his home on St. Croix around the holidays? I know he typically rents it out as part of like a Verbo thing. But then that makes it even more strange that Joe wouldn't just pay. Because they already have it all set up, Jared. It's like $875 a night. Why don't you just pay for it? Joe's not going to pay. You kidding? He's the president. This is why he became president, so he didn't have to pay for this stuff. This is the only reason he became president. Oh, yeah. Was all the freebies. So, you know, in, in a sense, I guess I'm glad that he's doing what he set out to do. We will talk about all this. I'm going to read from Steve Nelson. Everyone knows I love Steve Nelson from the New York Post. He's the only one who gives you these these details that maybe not everybody's interested in, but I'm interested in it. And it's called The Grace Curly Show, so I'm going to read about it. We'll talk about that. But I think we should start with the cut today that's picking up the most steam. Now, this is a cut from Nikki Haley. She's running for president. She's a Republican Since candidate. the Civil War. And she was at an event. She was stumping. You know, she's at a town hall event. Which typically, when I see cuts of her at town hall events, she handles herself pretty well. She has that kind of, even if it's fake, that kind of folksy, hey, I don't want to say lady next door, but, you know, she, she seems, she kind of seems almost like a soccer mom that you would know when you were growing up. So I do think these things usually go well for her. Boy, oh boy, did this one not go well. And the way I would describe the, the cut we're about to listen to is one of the, I'm not saying it's one of the biggest blunders of all time, Jared, because I don't have enough knowledge of every, you know, presidential campaign, how we could comment more on that, but he's on vacay. But I will say, from the last couple of years, this is one of the most unforced errors 
that I've ever witnessed. Yeah, this is like missing a free throw. Yeah, like it didn't have to be this way. There's no reason that it had to go this wrong. And yet, here we are. So if you miss this, she's asked a question about the Civil War. And I don't think she could have answered it in a worse way. Let's take a listen. Please, um, what was the cause of the United States Civil War? Well, don't come with an easy question or anything. I mean, I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run. The freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. What do you think the cause of the Civil War was? I'm sorry? I'm not president. Okay, okay, pause it here, pause it here. So right off the bat, there's more to this, I know there's more to it, but right off the bat, she makes a joke about how, oh, don't ask me an easy question or anything. Like, in other words, this question's way too hard for her. Now, her, her entire positioning here, she's like trying to make it seem as though this was a trick question. And I've seen trick questions. Aleppo comes to mind. There's been trick questions before. And you might even say to yourself, Grace, that's not a trick question. But like, if you asked me that and I was running for president, you'd trick me probably. Uh, now, now you wouldn't because it went so viral. But at the time, you could have tricked me. This isn't one of those questions. This is a question where I don't understand why she's so nervous. Like she takes a deep breath. Now, I will say this guy in the audience, this town hall voter, whoever he is, she must have been getting a weird vibe from him. She must have been getting the vibe that he was trying to have a gotcha moment. And, and as someone who takes callers occasionally, you do get that vibe from some some people, some from some people's tones. But even so, just answer the question like you normally would. Why are you acting like you got the hot lights on you? Now, the second part is you get asked about the cause of the Civil War. You mentioned slavery. That comes up as one of the major factors, one of the major reasons the Civil War occurred. I don't think that there's anything about that that would be hard to do. You just say, and of course, you know, to fight over slavery. Yeah, I, I mean, what what caused the Civil War? I mean, I it's been a while since I've been in elementary school, but I'm pretty sure like sixth grade history class covers the cause of the american civil war yeah like i mean how is i mean it's it's uh, as uh nine to five points out yeah it kind of was a gotcha question it's irrelevant it's just like a sideshow question but it's not like it's a trick question yeah and well, yeah it's irrelevant people ask irrelevant. And, that's what you have to be ready for when you're running for president you're gonna get random questions and it's like this one you're running for president of the united states of america the civil war gets referenced all the time jared to be yeah. fair people compare january 6th to the civil war you should know what caused the civil war she does know what caused it and then she still gives that weird word salad like is she running for kamala harris's position yeah and i, I mean and she's she, she's correct there was you know there were a lot of governmental power issues states rights issues. right that was part of it but to act like slavery was, wasn't part of it slavery wasn't part of it and like this is some tough question that you're gonna like oh you're not gonna trick me with this one so that's the part Mr. of it voter guy that's the part I'm of it you. we need to get to but let's play the rest of it and then i want to go back to what you're saying 
I mean, I think it always comes down to the role of government. We need to have capitalism. We need to have economic freedom. We need to make sure that we do all things so that individuals have the liberties so that they can have freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to do or be anything they want to be without government getting in the way. What do you want me to say about slavery? Yeah. Next question. You know what? I'll, I'll give this guy credit for this. Whether it was gotcha or not, I think it was obvious it was. He got her. He did get her because that, this is exactly what I, I get the sense he's not a fan of Nikki Haley. And this is not good. And, and there's a few things. And I know now I'm just talking strategically. I don't think saying to someone like, what do you think? I do that sometimes with callers. If I know a caller's out to get me, if I know a caller's trying to, you know, really give me the needle, I might throw it out and say, well, you answer the question. I don't mind when when politicians do this. But he, again, bested her when he said, I'm not running for president. Like, he doesn't have to answer this question. You're at a town hall. The whole point of it is for you to answer questions. And then she says, what do you want me to say about slavery? It's like, dude, what is happening here? And the other part of this, too, that I find amazing is like Jared said, she is acting as though if she mentions slavery, that is somehow going to tick off the GOP voters. I find that offensive. As as a Republican woman, I find it offensive that Nikki Haley thinks that if she talks about slavery and what it had to do with the Civil War, that I'm somehow going to be less inclined to vote for her. Like, GOP voters know that slavery existed. We know the story of slavery. This is almost this is almost feeding into the narrative that the left loves to prop up, which is like, oh, the le- the right wants to pretend that slavery never happened. The, the right. Oh, they missed the days of slavery. All those crazy hyperbolic lies that are spread by the left. She's actually fueling that with this weird answer. You would think they asked her, what is a woman? The way she just started babbling and gave nothing. It wasn't a hard question. At all. And she, this is one of the biggest unforced errors I've seen in a really long time. The weirdest part of this, besides the Nikki Haley of it all, is the response from the media. Because if this were Trump and he said that, he would get blasted. He would get destroyed. And rightfully so. And then he would probably double down, triple down, you know, come back for more. But if he gave this answer, I would be up here saying the same thing. I'd be like, that was a terrible answer. Why can't he just answer it normally? The fact that now it's Nikki Haley, all these people in the press are trying to explain away why it wasn't that bad of an answer, which is nuts to me because, well, it's not nuts because they clearly want Nikki Haley to have a shot or something or they want her to, uh, I don't know, maybe be second to Trump. I have no idea. I can't even understand this anymore. It's so weird. 844-500-4242. But maybe you can. Maybe I'm missing a component of this and the audience can help me out. We will talk to Darvio Morrow, who's a good friend of mine. Um, he hosts Outlaws Radio, and he's going to join us in the one o'clock hour to discuss his piece in Newsweek about this and how Nikki Haley's refusal to blame slavery for the Civil War is an insult to GOP voters of color. We'll talk to Darvio about that. We'll take your calls when we come back. It's Thursday, and this is The Grace Curley Show. Hi, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. I'm taking all your firearm and self-defense questions every Tuesday. Join Grace and me for 2A Tuesday, Tuesdays at 2 p.m.
This is The Grace Curley Show. Welcome back, everyone, to The Grace Curley Show. I am very curious as to how these calls are going to go because... Maybe I'm maybe I'm not seeing this the way other people are seeing this. A lot of people are texting in, well, what does this question have to do with anything? It doesn't matter. You take the question, then it's on you. Like it's not this guy's job to ask a relevant question. He he can ask whatever he wants. And if you decide you're gonna answer it, and then you start whipping up Kamala Harris-esque word salads about the Civil War with no mention of slavery, you're probably going to get slammed in the media. And that's kind of what happened, not as much as I would have expected, which we can talk about that later. But that's that's part of running for president. Politics ain't beanbag. Not everyone's going to ask fair questions. Do you think Donald Trump got fair questions? Or, or do you think I shouldn't even say fair? Do you think Donald Trump always got relevant questions? No. But he certainly got the blame if he bungled them like this. Let's take Lou. You're next up on the Grace Curley show. Go ahead, Lou. Yeah. Hi. Happy New Year, Grace. Coming up. Uh uh, I, I call Nikki Haley the girl from BlackRock, since they support her, and I have I have a lot of suspicion about her campaign. And uh, and but let me get to the point. Couple, two points on a couple points, two or three points I want to make better. Number one, she was governor of South Carolina, right? Right. And she was governor at the time they took the Confederate flag off of the South Carolina flag. Now, why did she think they took that flag off of the South Carolina flag? Right. Just for the heck of it. What did it represent? It represented the southern states, the, the slavery, to a lot of the, her constituents. They wanted that thing off of there. And so, she I mean, was how, proud. She she, she said, how could she not know that? She it's does know it, Lou. Like, she does. Hold, hold on, Lou. Just to, to, just to your point about the flag. She was proud of that. The, and I'm not saying she shouldn't be. But the fact that she was, the fact that that was something that she took as like a point of pride that she did that means she does remember it. She does know what the Civil War is about, which makes this answer even stranger. Stupider, stupider is the word. Yeah, that's the word. Now, let me let me just say one other thing about her. The thing is, is that I see she's supposedly climbing in the polls, and I think it's she's like she's like really the rhino candidate this time around. And and I wonder she's never asked about you know why many people, including many millions of Trump voters, think she's a rhino and they don't, they don't, they don't trust her, and especially the backing of Sununu, they trust her even less. But the thing is that. As, or, or even ask her the question, and I want to ask you the question, too. Do you think any of those people who attend the Trump rallies, the thousands, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people, millions, would ever vote for her? No. No, I don't, Lou. And I'll answer that. Uh, I'll answer that for a little bit more time when we come back. So don't go anywhere, Lou. Uh, 844-500-4242. We'll be right back. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. Please, um, what was the cause of the United States Civil War? Well, don't come with an easy question or anything. I mean, I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run. The freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. What do you think the cause of the Civil War was?
Nikki Haley is under fire for that response because she did not mention slavery. And then when the questioner said, why didn't you mention slavery or you didn't mention slavery in that response? She then said, what do you want me to say about slavery? It was just so mishandled and so easily avoidable. Like, I don't understand why this is a gotcha. And you know what I'm who I'm going to call out here is some of the texters because the texters call in. Don't just text in, call in. 603 saying, I understand uh, that you need you need material to fill the hour. By the way, we, we actually don't. There's a lot of news today. Uh, there's news about Joe Biden potentially helping Hunter Biden or at least no, knowingly uh, allowed Hunter Biden to not comply with his subpoena if he had access to Hunter's statements beforehand, which KJP did say that he was very familiar with what Hunter was going to say when he was on the stairs of the Capitol. So, yeah, there's a lot of other news out there. I've got tons of George Santos sound, which if you know George Santos, that's easy listening. So no, we're, we're going with this because it is the story of the day as far as the 2024 race. And according to the reports, Nikki Haley is like gaining on everybody and she's the second in the race behind Donald Trump. And, you know, if she drafts him enough next to him, then and something happens, obviously, we'd have to be like a meteoric shift then she could be running for president. So, yeah, her answers to things are important. But also, this person 603 says, besides not addressing slavery, maybe she's just taking that for granted. Even Jared was hesitant to talk about slavery in the Civil War. It's a sticky subject. I was not hesitant. Number one, Jared was not hesitant. Don't worry, Jared. I got your back. I got your back. Number two... Let's stop pretending that that's a normal thing. That if someone asked you about the Civil War, you wouldn't bring up slavery. If some, if your kid asked you, hey, why do we have a Civil War? And I know we have historians in the audience. You can get into the dates. Oh, it was pushed down the, the can. was pushed down the road till this 1820. Oh, no, and then 1860. That's when they decided. Yeah, you can get into, go ahead, get into the weeds if you want. I don't care. If a young kid asked me, why do we have the Civil War? And maybe I'm just the moron over here. I would probably reference slavery. I, I probably, if you Google it, it comes right up. As Jared said in sixth grade, when we all learned about it, that was a major part. So that's number two. But number three, the cop out of, oh, maybe she didn't want to get into a sticky subject. You're running for president. They're all sticky subjects at this point. That's not an excuse. You don't allow Kamala Harris or Joe Biden not to answer questions because it's a sticky subject. You don't go, oh, well, she didn't want to say what a woman is. Because guess what? That's a sticky subject now identifying men and women is a sticky subject. But when Kamala Harris doesn't want to do that or when Joe Biden doesn't want to do that, does Grace Curley get to sit here and go, well, I kind of get why they didn't want to answer because it is a little bit of a sticky subject. And, you know, you might offend people. You're running for president. You're going to offend people. You could go to the grocery store and pick up some eggs and you're probably going to offend people. That's the world we live in. If you're not willing to talk about the Civil War and actually acknowledge what started it or what was a huge cause of it, then I don't know if you're cut out for this biz. I don't know if you're ready for it. And the weird thing about Nikki Haley is she supported the removal of the Confederate flag um, in South Carolina. So she supported that, which is why I think it's weird because people are saying, well, she knew that he was going to ask her about the removal of the flag. Well, then she could just say, yeah, that's why I supported the removal of it. It, it, it aligns with her past choices. Now, the, the part about Nikki Haley that I'm really starting to understand here, which a lot of my listeners have warned me about for years, is that she will change her stances on things at any time, at any moment, to try to fit the audience, to try to pander. And 
to try to, you know, gain power in whatever way she can. That's par for the course for politicians, but she's not subtle about it. She just swings like a pendulum. She's all over the map on all of these issues. And this isn't even an issue where I think you would offend anybody by just saying the obvious. I don't think are there GOP voters and I'll be actually I'll be very, very disappointed to use a Charlie Baker term if my listeners would be offended if someone said that a cause of the Civil War was slavery. Like, if that bothers you, if that makes you less likely to vote for someone, then that's a you problem. That's not that's not Nikki Haley's problem, but now she's made it her problem. Let's go back to the callers here. Uh, Ron, you're next up on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Ron. Hey, thanks for the privilege. Of course, sir. What's going on? So I think that Nikki Haley missed a gigantic opportunity. She should have just said... Um, that the, the Civil War was fought because Republicans, Lincoln and the Republican Party believed that men should live free. And that would resonate in modern day with regards to censorship and everything like that. That would appeal to minorities. If, if Trump was sitting right across from me right now, I would say if he hasn't done so already, that's what he should say. And he should work in the nickname Bird Brain at the same time. Yeah, that would be a better response, Ron, than what she gave. She could say, yeah, Lincoln and other Republicans wanted to end slavery. How about that? You could work in slavery and you could work in the truth and you can mention Republicans and you could actually set the record straight, which Ron just pointed out nobody ever wants to do. Democrats don't want to acknowledge their racist past, which if Nikki Haley was a more skilled politician, she would have been able to do that. And I, I... as much as I'm not a Nikki Haley fan, I thought she was better than this. This is the weird part about when people run for president. You really start to understand how not everyone's cut out for it. Like, you go back to Kamala Harris. And I, I hate this because I'm talking about two women here. And uh, I hope I don't come off as misogynistic. Male chauvinist pig. But Kamala Harris was the same way. I looked at Kamala Harris when she was running for president and I thought... Wow, she's a attractive, accomplished woman. We should be nervous because she actually could probably win this thing. And then she opened her mouth and she started responding to very easy questions. And I was like, good God, never mind. NVM. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Cross that off my worry list. She doesn't have a shot in hell. And her polling in uh, 2020 showed you just that. She didn't stand a chance. And I'm starting to get the same vibe from Nikki Haley. Like maybe we don't need to worry about you. If that's how you answer a question about what caused slavery, and or I'm sorry, what caused the Civil War, that's the best you can do? Ed, you're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Ed. Hi, Grace. Uh, I think you're doing a great job. You go Simon Cowell on her. I think that's what she needs. <laughs> um, I, would, I would say this. Let's suppose the guy was a plant. Uh, who cares? I mean, you're going to have to learn to deal with that in life. What's she going to say when the Chinese or the Iranians or the North Koreans serve up a tough question? Is she going to say, oh, I didn't know this was going to be on the test? You know, your mother, her mother said she couldn't, you couldn't answer, ask me that question. It's just irrelevant. Yeah, like, what should, what should we do about the Iranian proxies? 
what do you think we should do about the Iranian proxies? Is that going to be her answer? Or like, oh, what, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say about the Iranian proxies? You're right, Ed. The plants are part of the gig here. You think that any town hall Trump's gone to in the last seven years, there haven't been plants galore? You've got to learn to take plants and, and make it work for you. That's the nature of this. And for her to act like she was getting some question that was hard, if you got a question, if you got a question, that was very for you know what I got a I got a perfect example I've got a perfect example Vivek Ramaswamy and I don't mean to rub salt in the wound here because I know that Nikki Haley's already having a rough day and I don't want to bring up her arch nemesis slash perhaps crush Vivek Ramaswamy but Vivek Ramaswamy when they were on the debate stage he did say to Nikki Haley name I think he said name some eastern provinces in Ukraine that I could understand being caught off guard and being like, eh, yeah, uh, I'm a war hawk and I think we should go to war everywhere and spend a ton of money in, in all these wars, but I don't actually know the places. I could understand that, not having those at your, you know, at the tip of your tongue. But this one, I I don't get it. I don't get it. And, and I haven't heard anyone be able to explain it to me yet. David, you're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, David. Grace, uh, that question was actually an easy question. It would have been a layup. should have been a layup for her. She could have just said, it's interesting that you uh, said, asked that question because the 1857 Dred Scott decision, the slave Dred Scott, was denied his rights, constitutional rights, of freedom because he was considered a non-person, a non-citizen. And that's all she had to say. And, it, and it's interesting because it continues. It was the Democratic Party, the Democrat states that held slaves before the Civil War, and they didn't want to let that death grip go of slavery because they were making so much money on the slave trade. And so all these factors combined led to the Civil War, and it's interesting, it continues today because Dred Scott was considered a non-citizen, a non-person. Well, just like the unborn are considered non-persons, non-citizens. And it's interesting that after the Civil War, the Democratic Party also uh, had uh, promoted the Ku Klux Klan. It's also interesting that Margaret Sanger went to the Ku Klux Klan meetings to promote her uh, Planned Parenthood. It's like history hasn't changed. American people, American blacks, they really need to know the historical significance of Dred Scott. They need to know the history of the Democratic Party yeah. with the states of slave owners and killing the unborn to this very day, and there's nothing new. Today, the unborn are considered non-persons, non-citizens. And you know what else would be helpful if people knew where President Joe Biden stood on all of this and how he eulogized uh, Robert Byrd? That might be helpful. That might be something that people would want to hear about. But nobody even knows this stuff. And you know what? It's, it's amazing because what David just brought up, that's the reason why... That's the reason why I am not a fan of, for example, removing statues or removing things. It's not because a Confederate statue, I think, is something people should look up to or that person should be revered. It's because I think when you have statues, when you have things that people are going to see on school trips or see, then you can explain to people what happened. You can explain to people, oh, th the reason they had this up is because at the time, this is what was going on in the country. And at the time, the state that we live in supported this. And since then, this is what we've done to try to go in a new direction. Like, that's how you explain it to kids in a way that they can understand. And it's I know it's so cliche. I know that. 
But some things are cliche for a reason. If you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. We've seen that play out a lot over the last couple of years. There's nothing wrong with knowing our history. And I'm not saying that if you talk about slavery, that that necessarily means that you should be discussing reparation, you know, for for people in California, for example, and get into that whole conversation. Th- th- those two things, th- it doesn't mean one or the other. It just means it's okay to understand this stuff. It's okay to understand what happened in our nation's history. And if you think as a candidate by acknowledging slavery that you're somehow going to turn off voters of the Republican Party, I don't think you have a good opinion of the Republican Party. And I'll and I'll mention this as well, because I'm glad a texter brought this up when Ron DeSantis was implementing a curriculum or he was approving a curriculum. There was this big hullabaloo about the fact that there was a line in the curriculum about slavery and how some slaves developed skills and used those skills to their benefit later. I don't know the exact verbiage, but that was that caused a massive controversy. And I do believe Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, other Republicans pounced and seized and weaponized on that and tried to use that to hurt Ron DeSantis. I find Nikki Haley's response a lot more offensive than Ron DeSantis's curriculum, which, by the way, he didn't design or, you know, write up, but still he got blamed for it. But I find her response to be a lot more dismissive and uh, whitewashing, if you want to use that term, than anything that Ron DeSantis did. And I just think that's worth pointing out. I'm glad a, a texter caught that, too, because there was a lot of backlash for Ron DeSantis. And I I think that what he was, what that curriculum in Florida was actually saying is despite, in spite of slavery, in spite of that oppression, slaves still managed to develop skills in spite of all of that and use those skills to their benefit. I don't find that offensive. I, I think that that's actually, that's actually acknowledging the strength of slaves and the strength this even the spiritual strength to take a situation that is so horrific and try to to develop a skill or to try to persevere which is part of you know the human story in general perseverance and getting through i didn't i didn't understand why that got people so upset now this if you just can't reference slavery period this i get this i get why gop voters would be like what do you what do you think of us you don't think we can handle that you think that's going to make us mad we'll keep taking your calls on this 844-500-4242 but first jared you know we're we're almost at the new year this is that time period between christmas and new year's everybody's checked out but i think it's time to check in i think it's time to check in to a wonderful place where you can relax where you can enjoy yourself and that place is the Nossip Beach Inn. Jared, tell people about the Nossip Beach Inn and why you love it so much. Uh, it is the most tranquil place that I've ever been. It's down in the Cape, but it is right on the water. Like, you are steps from the beach. Um, so from your room, whether you're sitting outside just to enjoy the, the weather or you're sitting outside enjoying the fire pits or the barbecues that they have there, you hear the waves. You're steps from the beach. You can walk on the beach. Uh, it's pet friendly. You can bring your pets down there. Each room has a giant picture window so you can look out at the beach. It's got a there's a fireplace in every room. Um, it's it's just a place to go and 
enjoy everything that you want from a vacation where you just kind of unwind, you can relax, you can watch a sunrise, you can go for a walk on the beach. You know, it's the Cape in winter, too, so it's a lot easier to navigate things that need to be navigated down there, and you're not going to have to deal with crowds and hassle. And at this price, you're not going to find this price any other place anywhere right now. Yeah, and right now you can stay at the Nasa Beach Inn. Jared's right. This price is unbelievable for under 200 bucks this winter. Don't delay because these rooms go fast. Here's what you want to do. To reserve your room, your ocean view room, go to NasaBeachInn.com. That's NasaBeachInn.com. Do what Jared did. Go to NasaBeachInn.com and book your room today. We'll be right back with the poll question and with more of your calls. This is The Grace Curley Show. The Grace Curley Show will be right back. This is the Grace Curley Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. Today's poll question is brought to you by Toyota of Portsmouth, where you can enjoy a buying experience that is easy and personalized, moves at your own pace. You can trust me because I've experienced that myself, and everyone there is excellent. Car buying the way you want it to be. So Toyota of Portsmouth, Route 1 in Portsmouth. Jared, what is the poll question, and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at gracecurlyshow.com, is do you play the Powerball all the time, never, or if the jackpot is high? So the jackpot right now is at $760 million, and I keep seeing headlines on it, so that's why I thought I'd ask people today. It's also a holiday week, so I figured have a little fun. I would be on the occasionally side. I prefer Kino. When, if I'm going to bet, I like to do Kino when I go to the Bridgeway in Hamrock. They have the Kino TV up there and I can just play. Um, but in general, I would say occasionally I'll buy one. Like the mailroom manager sometimes buys them and then I'll buy them if I hear that she's getting one. And I think, ooh, maybe it's really high today. But I'm not someone who buys it all the time. So occasionally. Yeah, 64% say they'll buy if the jackpot is high. 27% say never. And 9% say all the time. Ooh, 9%. Well, good luck. Good luck because it's $760 million. Okay, we only have a couple seconds here, so let's go to Kevin real quick. What's going on, Kevin? Hi, Grace. I wanted to say that Nikki's answer was exceptionally appalling. As a governor from the state, former governor where the Civil War started, um, I lived in the South in the 80s. And they, the good old boys would talk about states' rights and blah, blah, blah. But it ultimately boiled down to slavery. Yeah, and we're going to talk about this, Kevin, with Darvio Morrow in the next um, segment. But he also talks about how a lot of the Confederates, they wrote this in like the Confederate Constitution or whatever they called it at the time, that a huge part of this was protection of slavery. So this isn't like some big secret or some conspiracy theory. This is well known, apparently not to Nikki Haley. And Kevin, you're right on about that. And the fact that she was governor of South Carolina makes it even worse. We'll talk to Darvio when we come back. Don't go anywhere.